0: Do, do 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 Welcome
1: to the Traveling Hoopers Podcast. I am your host, Alan Pettigrew Jr. in front of me virtually this time, sad face, sad face, are my good friends Calvin McGowan and Philip Dixon. Go ahead and let the people hear your voice.
0: Uh, what's up everybody? As usual. I'm Calvin McGowan here joining everybody um, once again after a wonderful but exhausting trip to DC. Oh, yeah. uh, it's always glad to, it's always good to be here.
2: Uh, what's up, everybody? My name is Philip Dixon, aka Undiscovered Instagram model. Um, you know, just here to talk basketball and uh live life and do what I do. You are not a baddie, my friend. But uh <laughs> once I get these up top braces though, in like a <laughs> month, I'm about to be. Let's get it.
1: All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into the fun stuff. Y'all know I'm childish these days, and because I made a mishap a week ago when I talked about the Miami sweeps, I have to now continue this thing, and we're going to talk about the Denver sweeps, and that's what they will be known to me until they actually win another series. So uh, let's go ahead and talk about that game four and the weirdest ejection I've probably ever seen in a meaningful basketball game.
2: Soft. Uh, I don't I don't know how you can describe it Ed, as anymore, right? John Morant tweeted that out. Um I mean, he hit all ball. Like literally he hit all ball. He's the, of the smash pain to be in the way to where it was like a scrape across the nose face area. It wasn't even like a like the flagrant two, they talk about like the wind up, but I think the intent has to go along with it. Uh, because he hit all ball. The intent, obviously, wasn't him in the face. The face just literally just happened to be in the way, Uh, but, like, barely. Like, it wasn't even like a full, like, long test James Harden moment. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's, there's levels to this. It was a flagrant one, for sure. Um, But I think it's just, we're in the process of the overcorrection, right? Like, the next, the last couple years, you know, people are, you know, the flagrant twos haven't always been what would be, like, what should have been been deemed a flagrant two, but I think in the next couple years moving forward, especially with this, um, it's going to help, uh, be a catalyst to, um, you know, kind of put it in the middle, right, a medium of what a flagrant two should actually be, and what actually warrants a rejection, especially for a guy who won MVP that exact same season. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, he got it that day, too. Or, like, the day before. Like, it's,
0: like, it's,
1: two, like his fingerprints not even dry on it. Like, that's
2: crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, like, maybe they threw him out because they thought it might have been on purpose because he was frustrated. Uh, and you can kind of see that in, like, his body language. Like, he was frustrated. But still... It was a soft call. Like, yeah, flagrant one at most. But, like, flagrant two? Like, nah, like, there's, you're, you're doing too much. Like, if that's a flagrant two, then Andy wind up to the ball because, you know, NBA players have a strong grip on the ball. That's Cameron Payne. But how do you expect to hit the ball out of a guy like LeBron James' hands? Or a guy like Julian Beads hands, or some of these incredibly stronger athletes, you're going to have to wind up and swing. So if you hit, come in contact with any other part of the body, it's going to be a freaking two. Like it's a slippery slope to start it on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I think they're going to
1: make a correction for for years upcoming. All right. <clears throat> so how much of you? How m- do you think? the scuffle that happened afterwards made them elevate that little higher because they still didn't do much with you know the whole tough guy our chests are bumping up against each other like i like i'm i'm not sure because we heard reggie miller say oh, i'm pretty sure there's a flagrant one everybody at home was like okay there's gonna be a flagrant one just based off the fact that you can't Kick the best player out of a like game four, like it's it's clearly a closing thing. Like they didn't have a chance of winning it further, but like that is that is a moment where it feels like an overstep from the ro- referees. Where like you decided that game right then and there. Like they were already down by double digits, but you definitely decided that game right there. That there was there was no coming back. I
2: mean, yeah. More than likely, the reaction of the uh, teams on the court has some kind of effect on the decision-making of the refs. Uh, but at the end of the day, that all leads to the exact same point of, that's just bad refereeing. Yeah. Like, if it didn't have any impact on it and they threw them out, that's bad refereeing. If they allow that to impact the decision, that's still bad refereeing. You know what I mean? So... At the end of the day, no matter how you look at it, the refs made an awful decision. The refs made a bad call, and it might just be simple as that.
1: Man. I don't know, bro. Like all the street ball in me tells me, like you you let them play, even if even if they throw hands, like let that man fight for his food, bro. I mean,
2: yeah, but you don't have millions of dollars on the, you know, backs of street ball. was the reason why AM1 mixtapes aren't around anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, uh, it's you know, it's just a business. And was it a bad business move? Absolutely. Why? MVP. Once again, the refs made a bad choice because it makes no logical sense of why they would throw this man out of the game. He is the first center to win MVP since Shaquille O'Neal the revolution of the big man's back is what people have been saying. Uh, let that man stay in the game. You know, they 1, free throws, Karen Payne didn't lose an eye. You know, we all good. Let's keep on pushing. Keep on moving. They still would have lost. It is what it is. Uh, you know, Jokic could have talked at a press conference afterwards. Yeah, I have to do all that.
1: Uh, this might be a poor taste, but I'm, if you're Jokic, are you crying? What do you mean crying? Like, we like, after game you game get ejected, moment, are you are you crying? I the think line? he's been crying for the last three games. Would you say
2: he's been crying for the last three games? <laughs> they they've been getting knocked around like you know, like the Phoenix Sun Debo or something like that. Like they've been knocking, they been knocked around for the last three games. So if you just start crying now, he should have started a long time ago because they've been getting smacked. It's been a it's been a butt whooping to the highest degree, is he crying? Nah, because he probably has some kind of bonus for the MVP. So,
1: he, he wiping
2: his tears away with cash? <laughs> I know, I would be. Yeah.
1: I mean, look, that's the only benefit from it, because if you care about winning, I know that hurt. Every last minute of that hurt. Like, you, you gotta feel like you let your team down a little bit, right? As soon as, so, but, okay. as, soon as uh,
2: Murray went down, though, they knew they didn't have a chance to win a championship. But I guess, like, they didn't have to go out like that, though. But once again, the Phoenix Suns are rolling on all cylinders. Like, you couldn't do nothing about that. And I can probably guarantee you, after game one, every single person on that team came to the realization, if not game one, probably game two, that we are out of our league with this with this team. This team is doing a lot of stuff that we can't do nothing about. So, you know, they're intelligent people, right? They're in the league. They're intelligent. Uh, you know, to make it to the league, to make it to the basketball, to make it to the NBA, you have to be an intelligent player, right? And you don't. You've been through all levels. You've seen everything under the sun. They had to have known this, like, it's just it. Chris Paul's turned to this point god that we can't do nothing about. Turn into uh, just, people just, are him. Just
0: old. a quick rebuttal on needing to be a smart player. J- JaVale McGee, just he's gotten better.
1: Wildly talented. Wildly talented.
0: We we can't. But not a so. smart player early in his career.
1: <laughs> That's well, all I career to say yeah.
2: Oh
0: okay. wait. I,
2: to I say. guess intelligence to like a degree, right? Because. JaVale McGee's probably intelligent in terms of basketball in comparison. Like, if the context was, like, you know, everybody who's ever played basketball, right? Including all the people who are watching the games, so on and so forth. But, like, in terms of the league, he's probably lower lower bar, right? He's probably, like, under average, if not average, in terms of, like, basketball intellect, IQ, whatever. But, you know, every NBA player has, you know, their moments, right? Everybody, every NBA player has their JR moment, right? But... (laughs) Most of them are like, you know, this average, like, okay, we understand what we're playing against. We understand what this is. We understand if we can win. We understand if we can lose. You know, that's pretty a basic concept. I'm not talking about, like, schemes, all kinds of stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, but I'm assuming, because if you were a smart basketball fan, you knew it was a wrap after game two. For sure. Game one, you had an idea, like, maybe they'll make some adjustments. After they made the adjustments in game two and they still got smacked. You knew, you know what I mean. So, uh, so I'm assuming they had the same, the same thought process, and they came to the realization pretty quickly. If they didn't, yikes.
1: Uh, I feel like we we talked about this one enough uh, to close this out. All I had to say about Denver is you realize who their the dogs on that team was after uh, you realize who the dogs on that team were after Jokic left, because Will Barton and Michael Porter Jr. were the only two that seemed like they had some fight left. Like, everybody else kind of, like, shrunk up a little bit. Like, more than they already had for that series. But, like, y'all saw what I said about uh, Eric Gordon in the group chat. Yeah. I also put out the tweet that was like, I see why it took so long to get him out of Orlando. I get it now. I mean, but I also
2: think, like, legitimately, like, I think, like,
1: I think the Suns
2: are just good. Oh, like, yeah. like, you know, we could bash on the Nuggets all we want, right? The, but literally next year, you add one piece in, the way Michael Michael Porter Jr. played, and the kind of player Murray is, they're contenders. Yeah. But Phoenix this year is just nice. Like, and it wasn't just all Paul George. Aiton? is killing. Like, he's Chris doing Paul. his thing. what I say?
0: You said Paul George. George. You
2: know what? My bad, Chris Paul. I disrespected you to the highest degree just now. Playoff Chris Paul and playoff Paul George are two different things. Uh, Like, I said that, or I said that, didn't notice it, you reminded me that I said that, and I felt bad. Like, I disrespected, <laughs> like, I disrespected Paul, uh, Chris Paul to the highest degree. My bad about that one. But, yes, Chris Paul, fantastic, obviously, right? Um, Usually he is. He just is a worry. It's just a worry if he's going to get hurt or not, right? Can his body hold up? Uh, But Aiton really did his thing, like legitimately did his thing. And Jokic, they had like similar numbers, many games, and that's a wash. Like, Jokic shouldn't be having the same numbers as man. But Aiton over here balling. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. Uh, and Jay Crowder, ever since LeBron smiled at this man, this man been going dummy. So yes. this man, LeBron literally smiled at him, and Jay Crowder changed his life around. Like, it, what? Like, it's, it's so crazy that he got disrespected, and this man upped his game to a different level, and now he doing disrespected. And you saw it all in the know, The confines of seven games, and I'm loving all of it. Yeah, I've always been a Jay Carter fan, especially because of Boston. But now I'm just like more a fan. Uh, I'm not the biggest Devin Booker guy, but even Devin Booker is like fun to watch. At least you know what I mean. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's a good team. So you, would, as much as you got to knock the Nuggets, you got to praise the you know the Suns too.
1: Yeah, they they have one of the best operating starting fives in the playoffs, like from top to bottom. We got the elbow Bros. Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Yeah, I'm trademarking that. I'm, I'm running with that mug because that right elbow, they are cooking everybody. I don't – like they <clears> – <throat> no, if the rest of the league plays drop coverage, I, I really feel bad for them because Chris Paul is really just going to go for like 25 for like the rest of the time that they're in the playoffs. Listen.
2: Every – we've been hearing this for the last – I don't even know. Like, what? Essentially, since the Warriors have been on top. uh,
1: Almost a decade.
2: Mid-range game doesn't do anything. The analytics hate the mid-range game. If you pay attention, the best players in the league outside of the greatest shooter we've seen of all time – have crazy good mid-range games. Kevin Durant does.
0: LeBron does. Doesn't take. Kyrie does. To Say it again. As like, correct me from almost Steph can hit those too. We just don't pay attention to those.
1: It's because he don't shoot them that often. But he be hitting them though. Who? Steph. But he,
2: but like he's known for like the three, right? Yeah. But like everybody else is really efficient with the mid-range. Kawhi really efficient with the mid-range. Uh... So, I'm really hope that they at least go to the finals because that makes that rhetoric null and void. Like, and, and I, I've always thought it was a dumb rhetoric because it fell into like the Dan Tony kind of thought process uh, of how to operate an offense, which obviously does not win championships. But for that to happen, for that to be like su- sufficient, you once again have to have the greatest shooters of all time. And unfortunately, there's like three of those ever. One of those ever, right? Like, like that, that actually makes a difference. And, you know, you can go on any championship team, really, uh, you know, all the way from 2008. And if they aren't the Warriors, but even the Warriors needed uh, Sean Livingston to win championships, and his mid-range game was essential for two of those championships, for sure. So... No matter what, the mid-range game is here to stay. And there's a reason why, even what? You can argue that the second best shooter of all time, not sure of all time, in the league right now is who? Probably Dame? Essentially, Dame's probably the third, third, second best shooter in the game right now. Not all time, but in the game right now. Yinky no chip. You literally have to beat Steph Curry to do it. But even Steph Curry. Needed an efficient mid-range game to be able to win those championships. So, you know, uh, so you know, I really appreciate how the mid-range game is back,
1: baby. Yeah, bro. To like finish off outside of the elbow bros, we're looking at Mikael Bridges, who is like slick, nice. Like I, I was expecting him to just kind of be three and D with it, but he got a nice little slash game too. Like floaters he finished at the rim he he real long he catching loops who can kind of go many of them like I know this is going to sound wild if if Chris Paul leaves and they just get like an average point guard where Devin Booker can just kind of do his scoring thing because I feel like that's the best version of him not when they're trying to make him a point guard I don't know why they would ever try that to be honest with you but if you can get, like, a solid point guard that can either distribute or have a little bit of a scoring punch, if you keep that team exactly the same and you remove Chris Paul, I think they could probably win a playoff series next year. Because I doubt Phoenix, unless they win a ring, I don't think Phoenix is going to give uh, Chris Paul three three years of 100 mil. Agree to disagree.
0: So, I think, like... The thing is, he's had other point guards. In fairness, there are very few point guards, even remotely, like Chris Paul. But, like, and of course, like you said, trying to run him as a point is a bad idea because it doesn't utilize what he does best. But, I hmm, actually they might, just because, like, a lot, I'm sure some of this has to do not just with the greatness that is Chris Paul, but of Booker and his supporting cast who are as young or, in plenty of cases, younger than he is, um, like, getting better. And I think some of it also is just... Like, Booker in particular, but also a handful of, like, other dudes, probably just... They've wanted to get into the playoffs for a while. Booker in particular. And I guess his... I would assume mentally the thing is, like, I'm not trying to, like, just come here and get, like, a first-round or second-round exit. I Like, I feel like if... If they think that they can get a chip, they're going to do their absolute best to go ahead and get one. Whether or not they succeed is kind of beside the point.
2: I, I'm not sure. See, I'm not sure because, all right, let's say Chris Paul goes, right? To get like, you know,
0: mm-hmm. an
2: average distri- uh, distribution type of, you know, point guard. That's so, not like whatever, right? Ruby. Got to get Lonzo. Listen, if that happened, bro, I'm getting <laughs> me a Phoenix Sun surgery tomorrow. Uh but let's say let's say they get an average point guard, right? Because at the end of the day, I don't think Lonzo's an average point guard, but let's say he gets like a very like a very basic point guard. It's a bit a tad bit better than Cameron Payne, right? Jeff Teague? Mm-hmm. Jeff I Teague know. five years ago. <laughs> they go to I Israel get and get, get Marcus Teague, right? No, I'm joking.
0: Uh you said average. Uh, yeah, uh, that's great.
2: That that is Jeff T gives us average as us average can get us, hilarious. Uh but let's say get Jeff T. They aren't winning as many games in the regular season as they did this year. They're playing a higher seed in the playoffs immediately. And we saw this the only reason they played well when Chris Paul didn't play well this year is because they were playing a trash Lakers team, essentially. Um so if the circumstances are different and there's no Chris Paul, I don't think they do well at all, to tell you the truth. I think Chris Paul legitimately adds that much to this team uh, from what we're seeing this year because he going, damn. Like, there's no if, and there's no buts about it. Chris Paul, and you kind of get a feeling that Chris Paul even knows kind of how Calvin said, uh, like other teams, other players on the team are like, you know, first time in the playoffs, kind of do a thing. They're doing the opposite of what Julius Randle did.
0: Mm-hmm. Chris Paul? yeah, I have to throw him under the bus like
2: that, but yeah. I didn't, but it's true, right? Chris
0: Paul, you can
2: kind of sense that he knows like he had a chance this year. Like he legitimately has a chance this year. No LeBron, no Curry, you know, no PTSD from those dudes he could get a ring like this is his you could argue this might be his best year he's had since the Clippers when they lost to San Antonio like this is his best year or maybe with the Rockets like but still and I as an HBCU graduate hope that Chris Paul goes for and wins one low-key because he is like a weird didn't go to an HBCU, but like HBCU, like honorary, you know, spokesperson, I guess, for us. So I'm kind of like, all right, do your thing, man. Like, do your thing. Go out there, get a ring now. If Chris Paul goes against Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers come back, I don't know how well I'm, I don't I don't know who I'm going for. But you know, in this moment right now, I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty pretty jacked up that uh they beat the they beat the 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 Denver Nuggets.
1: The Denver Sweeps. The Denver Sweeps, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> <Damn. clears throat> and uh we can close that chapter in the book. I'm really excited to see whatever the Suns have. And uh, I as you were saying, what you were saying about no Steph, no LeBron, I promise you, I promise you, I'm going to be so upset when he wins this ring, and I have to hear about somebody talk about an asterisk next to this title because he did not go up against either of those two or somebody like that, that's that's when um that's when I'm pulling the plug. There's no point of ever listening to anybody again if I hear that. Wait, that, that person will be discontinued. Weird question. Cancelled, yeah, so discontinued.
2: Weird question. Did you hear the rhetoric of people calling, or the Denver coach saying? Chris Paul is possibly the greatest point guard of all time.
0: I did not catch that, but that he, did,
1: he said it today or yesterday. I
0: thought that was the. I thought that's been a thing. I thought we've been talking
1: about Chris Paul being like that dude. I, I thought that's part of the reason why we you came up. A conversation with about him. The though?
2: No, 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 not that dude. The greatest point guard of all time. Like is I, he, is, is, is he? I know he's top ten. Is he up there like that?
0: I, well, okay, I'm going to put it like this, because I've seen some stuff where people are, like, debating how great he is, and it's like, all right, who do you have, like, are you sure you, like, and, you know, folk, like, they were like, are you sure you can put him in top tens? you know, you got, like, um, Big O, Magic, Steph, uh, who else they had, Stockton, Nash, um, Kid, kid. I feel like I'm missing one or two people, Uh but it's just, like... I feel comfortable putting him over Nash. I feel comfortable putting him over Stockton.
2: Wait, like, wait, real quick, real quick. <clears throat> Let's do this. Mm-hmm. So, you feel comfortable putting over Nash, you said? Yeah. I see that. Because right now, right now, in my mind, you know, is uh, agree to disagree, but he's always been, for the last couple years for sure, in that Nash realm. Like... He's just been a Steve Nash kind of guy. like They're in the same kind of echelon to me. Um, but I also hold Jay Kidd above Steve Nash because Jay Kidd took the Nests in the finals twice, two years in a row, which is an incredible feat. Like I don't care what you say, and he was the man on that team. Did he have, did he have, did he have Richard Jefferson? Yes. Did he have Kenyon Martin? Yes. But Jay Kidd is the man. Also, Jay Kidd is...
0: Oh, I think
2: all time and assists and second all time in steals, and Chris Paul is not up there with those.
0: Mm. So and more Stockton, but like
1: most and people, more Chris, Chris Paul is, Chris Paul is I want to say top five in both.
2: That's fine, but like, look at the but let's that's, that's top five. Look at the numbers of assists and steals these men have. Top five is weird because in top assists and top steals. The gap is kind of big in between those five. It's it's very strange, the way it works out. But John Stockton is comfortably ahead of everybody. Like, comfortably. Uh, but, you know, I also think John Stockton, his personal opinion, hot take, John Stockton's the greatest white man to play basketball ever.
0: <laughs>
2: like, I, like, I've been saying this for years. For years.
0: I think Larry Bird would like a word with you, sir.
2: Listen, everybody says Larry Bird, but John Stockton was great for longer for a longer amount of time, because he didn't get injured. He didn't have the back injury like Larry Bird. Larry Bird, at his peak, was better, but John Stockton was consistently good for longer.
0: 20 plus
1: years,
0: bro. But I will say, though, right, because we talked, talked, because you mentioned, brought up, like, the total numbers of, like, assists and steals and whatnot. Is it like, you know, staying healthy, just being able to stay healthy and play full seasons would add to your number, even if you're not as good as, like, another player who... Wasn't who didn't have as many like full seasons of like good health under their belt that doesn't necessarily make you better than them,
2: it doesn't make you better, but it adds to it, right? Like, stats mean something, like, being able to keep your body healthy means something in terms of like whatever, right? Like, LeBron's gonna be on the top of all these stats because he's able to keep his body healthy, but you know. Should you be able, Should you take away somebody else's skill because they weren't able to stay around as long? I don't think so. But it have it's just the way it is, right? Like well, greatest of all time,
0: mm-hmm. one of
2: the greatest scorers of all time is T Mac. But for some reason, people don't think of T Mac because he got he got injured way more than like Kobe Bryant. Even though Kobe Bryant says the hardest one of the great hardest players he ever had to guard was T Mac and Kevin Durant. He puts him up there with those two. So like I, I think that stats of like longevity career stats like all time assists and all time assists and points whatever I think they have substance and I think they have not as much substance but I think in terms of just like the most assists of all time that means something the most steals of all time that means something just like when LeBron passes Kareem for most points of all time that's going to mean something you know what I mean
0: so right. I'm gonna make an argument, not that like the total number doesn't matter because it does, right? But my thing, if we if we start talking about greatness and like who's the greatest with stuff, yes. at a certain point, right? because so the dudes we're gonna talk about are all are all gonna have numbers like in a very real way. Maybe not necessarily Kareem. Just I I don't know how you get that number, like for your total points type of way, but like like that they have numbers approaching. That, like, serious numbers. But I think at a certain point, it become, like, it should be more about, like, not just whether or not you can stay healthy. Not that that doesn't matter, right? It does. But at a certain point, by the time we get to the point we're talking about people as, like, the greatest player of all time or, like, the greatest point guard or power forward or what have you of all time, I think it starts to matter more what you actually did when you were on the floor. And that would, in that case, that would look more at like your averages, over your career. Um which I don't I don't remember what Stockton's are off the top of my Stockton head. Average yeah, it's Stockton average probably like ten 20.
2: points. But like single well, like
0: I'm, I'm talking in this case it would be like assists and steals for Stockton, right? We wouldn't be like measuring a oh, game
1: for his
0: career. what? Mm-hmm. Like thirteen a game for his career.
1: Like the, the the yeah it's literally thirteen a game for his career.
2: But then people won. would go into but then people would go into the argument of like but he had Malone, and like they had that, but like, okay, you know what I mean? Like, you're right, he did have Malone and get mad assist to Malone, but like, when you talk about all time great players, you gotta kind of put them in, like, a, you gotta kind of compare them to the situations that they were put in, you know what I mean? Like, oh no, we had like one of the greatest power fours of all time and used him, you know what I mean? Like, it is what it is, like, every great. Very great point guard, a lot of the great point guards had great players around him, right? Uh, even Chris Paul, right? Chris Paul has had great players around him. Uh, and you guys just kind of look at, did they make those players better? did they make the players worse? Do they, you know, it, 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 it's, it's a very complex issue. But to go back to what we are talking about before, is Chris Paul the greatest point guard of all time? Um, I'm not quite sure about that. At the moment,
1: yeah, I think there's a there's a argument to be had because I still think they're as far as I'm concerned, he's number three to me. Um uh, I, I still got Magic over him, and I think him Isaiah Thomas is gonna have to fight to the death uh, for for two and three. But at this point, I got Isaiah Thomas a little bit ahead because of the rings, and. Um, Looking at stats for correction, John Stockton averaged 10 and a half assists for his career. And Jason Kidd has 12,091 assists for a career. Chris Paul has 10,275. And if he in the league for three years, I don't necessarily think he'll pass him because that's like eight, that's 1,816 assists that he's gonna have to have over the next three years. But like 600 assists per season is like super doable for Chris Paul, especially well,
2: if you can healthy. Chris Paul stay healthy, uh, which is was once again been an issue for his career. But how many assists for a career just does John Stockton have?
1: Just- yeah, John Stockton is just stupid. Like we don't like I didn't mention his for a reason because the gap between them is crazy. John I, I, Stockton I, I, had 15,806 assists. And then when we look at steals, Chris Paul sitting at number five with 2,332. Then we look at Jason Kidd at number two with 2,684, which I think the gap there is going to – yeah he got to be like an assist leader for like three years to to catch him because that's 352 assists. I mean, steals that he's going to have to make up. And John Sockton is out of here at 3265. Yeah, like is... yeah. Once again, was, the greatest
2: white man to ever
1: <laughs> lace his shoes. What? I think Bill Walton has something to say about that. Man, Bill Walton's okay. dope.
2: He don't got nothing to say about that.
0: What being weird Pete? on
1: commentary. Um
0: hold on. What, pistol Pete. Have a, wait, yeah, Havlicek's in the Hall of Fame. Mm, I don't okay.
1: think Havlicek messing with the mother flow.
0: Listen. Um, Gary West.
1: <laughs> Havlicek. I'm sorry. That's hilarious. Havlicek. We ain't letting him in. Havlicek. Kevin McHale. He can knock at the door, too. But. I know if I'm letting him in. Best footwork in the, the game. But here's the thing, though. Greatest Prime?
2: Arguably Pistol Pete. Arguably. Because that man was nasty. But.
1: He's doing he's stuff.
2: Player. John Stockton. What, what did Gary Payton say? Gary Payton said John Stockton was the hardest player to guard because he was smart and he was dirty. i
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah.
2: them still in the 90s. Uh, but, 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 yeah, uh, Chris Paul is up there. Uh, I think he's top. I guess you can, depending on how this run goes, he could be, to me and my eyes, he could be go from top 10 to top 5, depending on how this one run goes. But then, you know, once you're up top five, a lot of times it doesn't even matter. Like, top five in anything in life, it's kind of incredible. You know what I mean? So.
0: I mean, I would make the argument he probably already is top five. It's just, like, the re- and the main reason he's not higher is, like, basically everybody else up there has at least one ring.
2: Man, I don't care. Derrick Rose above him, so whatever. Oh, that's correct. <clears throat> <laughs>
1: uh. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on to the Eastern Conference. Well, I guess I guess we can still talk about people in the West. Did y'all did you watch that Utah Jazz Clippers? Yes. Series. Every- well, I'll let y'all get that in there because every time I watch them, it just feels like a game. Like I don't think I have like any control of interest. Like so, yeah. I, I can't really give you a lot. All right. So
2: I'll start off with saying you tripping. Um, secondly, uh, I'll say that each game has been interesting because there has been something of note that has happened. Um, Donovan Mitchell, the first game, went ham. But it was, like, weirdly close. Like, it was close. Like, it was way too close for Donovan Mitchell to have done all that. Uh, and for Paul George, like, for Utah to win, Donovan Mitchell had to score 55 points, whatever it was. Uh, Paul George had to play bad, and Ty Lue had to leave Luke Kennard in too long for defense. Granted, Luke Kennard dropped 20 on him, but at the very end of the game, you didn't need him. You needed somebody to come in and play defense, and Luke Kennard was getting exposed on an island every single time off of the off of someone. Someone would come up, set a pick, they'd switch, whatever, no adjustments. It was... Disgusting to watch because it was frustrating. But that's what happened, right? But all these perfect things need to happen for them to win. And they still won by three points. The second game, I thought they would make some kind of adjustments. Utah came out smacking the face. But then the Clippers came back on them. But then Reggie Jackson went in, dropped by Mm
0: 20-something.
2: But... Once again, like, Paul George scored, but wasn't scoring at opportune times. Like, we don't need you to score. Like, okay, first quarter things, second quarter things. But when it's a close game, we need you to score in the fourth quarter. Like, we need you to do this so all the pressure, and they're not triple and double-teaming Kawhi the entire time. Morris missed one shots he usually makes. Patrick Beverly, bad decisions. Good defense, but bad decisions on offense. And it was kind of just annoying to watch. But then the third game, Paul George went in, scored over 30. Kawhi went in, scored over 30, and they spanked him. Donald Mitchell looked hobbled. But that's what's going to happen. Unfortunately, that happens when you're 6'1 or shorter and you're an explosive guard that uses a lot of athleticism, right? They always compare him to Dwayne Wade. But, what do we, but wasn't Dwayne Wade injured for quite some time? Like, a lot. You know what I mean? So, if you're a young player, do you really want to be compared to Dwayne Wade? Because unless you're playing, like, an older Dwayne Wade that had LeBron, who wasn't injured as much, a young, vibrant Dwayne Wade was injured a lot. Um, So, he left the game with, like, seven minutes left, speaking of Donovan Donovan Mitchell, and he was, like, limping. So, they're going to play tonight. We'll see what happens. Um, But it has been going back and forth. But each game... The Clippers have had a chance to win each game. But for some reason, the Clippers like to make it hard, hard on themselves. Uh, and I don't know, I'm kind of saying they like to make it hard on themselves tongue in cheek. Well, Paul George is the greatest role player of all time who got put into a role that wasn't a role player's role. He was a pretend star. So.
0: All I of mean, a sudden. That, like, the great, wouldn't the greatest role player of all time basically be that, though?
2: Wait, wouldn't the greatest role player of all time be a star? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah.
0: Happened to Draymond.
2: No, Draymond's. Uh, <laughs> I'm not getting into that. But, <laughs> talk about Paul George. It for Rodman. But Paul George, but Rodman, listen, Robin's rebounding numbers were dummy. So, like, there's no. Like, I'd argue. He is, okay, granted, I kind of said the greatest role player of all time, tongue-in-cheek, but, like, Rodman is the greatest role player of all time. Like, there is no inference of us about that. His numbers are ridiculous uh, in the most role player way. Um, but Paul George is one of those, like, really good scenes, right? Really good role players that was masquerading as a star for a lot of years. And now, you know, once again, we've been seeing the last couple years in playoffs. But, you know, there's a reason why he's called Playoff P. From Pandemic P to Playoff P. And now he's going to need to stay out of both those lanes for them to win. And I don't have the confidence in him to do it, but I have a lot of confidence in Kawhi because of that 46 he dropped uh, against Dallas. Uh, which was stupid uh, the round before. So Kawhi will have one of those kind of games. Hopefully he has a kind of game tonight, ties it up, and then we have, a, and then we have a great series going forward. But once again, we we'll have to see. It's been a good. It's going to be a good series to watch. Uh, if you're a fan of Donovan Mitchell, good series to watch. If you're a fan of Kawhi, good series to watch. If you're a fan of good basketball, good series to watch. But also, you know, uh, it's Utah, so. <laughs> like, well, it's Utah. Utah is a trash kind of organization, so. Um,
0: yeah, they're, they're mediocre. I mean. Perpetually mediocre in general.
2: With to story. me, I just think of them as the widest organization in sports. Uh, um, and you think that'd be Boston, but it's not. You'd think it'd be the Celtics. It's not for some reason. Paul Pierce was out here getting stabbed and going to the club and smoking blunts. You know what I mean? But it's Utah. It's the team that second best player 15 years ago was Coles Boozer. You know what I mean? Like, it's Utah who has uh, the, like, Don Mitchell, who is, like, uh, a pretty perfect player. Like, it's kind of, like, so perfect that it's kind of yawnish. Like, not yawnish, like, uh, onto but, like, Yanish. You know what I mean? So it's, you know, it's, uh, Utah boring, dog.
0: <laughs> it, it, it's, I mean, like, if you're trying to run an organization, though, that's better than your dudes catching jail time for probably stupid reasons. I believe
2: but but to how Davis. are you more boring than the Spurs?
0: It's real, like, I'd make man. the argument they're not more boring than the Spurs, because the Spurs had Tim Duncan, and, like, you, like, if it weren't for the fact he was 6'10", you wouldn't be able to tell him from any other person ever.
2: Championships, in my mind, make you not boring. They don't even got championships. Nah, no, you're still boring. Like,
0: you're just highly- boring. And boring.
2: I, do, do you- Calvin, were you watching uh, the NBA when the Spurs and Kawhi Leonard went up against the Heat and spanked them?
0: Bro, that was some of the most beautiful basketball I'd ever seen.
2: Bro, the most beautiful basketball anybody has ever seen. It wasn't boring. It was beautiful. Utah, not beautiful- I'm boring. Like you would like like, like like people say the Spurs were boring, but I would argue that the Spurs is more beautiful or not now because DeMar Rose and whatever. But the prime Spurs were more beautiful than anything else. This Utah just, you know let a brother to sleep sometimes.
0: Well, I think when when we tend to say, you know, that people or an organization is boring, it's more about like Don't not having like big exciting personalities that attract a lot of attention more than how a team plays generally.
2: That's true. They got Rudy Gobert, like this man built like group. (laughs) I'm not not wrong, though. Like, but you awful. awful. (laughs) Weird thing though, Rudy Gobert. Three-time defensive MVP, or defensive three-time defensive player of the year, might be going to the Hall of Fame before anybody else on that team.
0: Probably, yeah.
2: From G League to the Hall, baby. In my mind, I always thought that, like, a player had – a player who wasn't, like, offensively efficient had to put up stupid numbers, like um, our defensive numbers or, you know – Secondary, like secondary, outside of like scoring numbers, like Dennis Rodman to get to the Hall of Fame, but then Ben Wallace came along and changed everything. So now we're gonna have people like Rudy Gobert, and uh...
0: I mean, doesn't Gobert have solid numbers?
2: Say it again. Uh,
0: correct me, for, doesn't Gobert have solid numbers? Like I'm not saying he's like the, a monster, but like
2: oh, we know he's far from monster. Uh, but isn't, would, like,
0: isn't it like a solid double-double for his career?
2: I don't think it's a double-double. I don't think he averages more than 10 points.
0: <laughs>
1: I, think he, I think he averages it now. Let me look that up because that's funny.
2: Uh, God, you, I will be shocked right now if he averaged more than 10 points a game for a career.
1: Oh. All okay, right, so for his career, 12 points, 11 rebounds. Uh,
2: okay, okay, okay. Yeah. 12 points. So, <laughs> Wow, that's like scratching the surface of a double double, but he there. <laughs> uh, he there. Uh so he got he has a double double for a year. He has a double double for a career and he had three time as of right now. He's pretty young too, right?
1: Yeah, this yeah. is he's twenty eight.
2: Twenty eight, three yeah. time defensive player of the year. He's yeah. going to the Hall of Fame before the guy who is scored more points. Was he? Donna Mitchell, by the age of 23, has scored more 40-point games than anybody in Utah Jazz history. That sounds crazy. Yes, it sounds crazy, but it's true. Because he has more 40-point games in the playoffs than Karl Malone and Karl Malone. (laughs) Darren Williams, I guess, whatever. But he has more than any of them. Now, 20-point, I think it was like 20 or 30-point games. Carl Malone, 30-point games, I think Carl Malone has something like, what is it, something like 50-something, you know what I mean, like something crazy in the playoffs. But 40-point games, Donovan I mean, Mitchell's already passed everybody up. Granted, the game moves faster nowadays. He probably has more shot attempts than Carl Malone did. There's a lot of things going into that too, right? But the surface-level stat, <laughs> the surface-level stat is that's the case. Uh, But yet, Rudy Gobert would go to the Hall of Fame first.
1: Yeah, Weird stat about Rudy Gobert. (laughs) Three-time defensive player of the year. You think about him as, like, a really good rim protector. This man is so far away from being, like, on the all-time leader of blocks that, like, I can't really wrap my head around it. Like, he is 500 under the next guy who can get on this list.
2: Question. How many blocks per game does the average... 2.2
0: 2.2 2 over his career.
2: What's, like, the highest per game of blocks in NBA history?
0: Uh, Something like three or four, I think. What about
2: Russell? Right. But Russell don't count. He gonna,
0: <laughs> like the, like Mar- keep in mind, that for, like, the dudes way back then, they didn't keep the stat.
2: <laughs> oh, that's true.
1: That's true. So,
0: I think Mark like It probably is. would be Russell or Chamberlain, but, like... That's true. They didn't keep the stat. All
1: right. All right. Let me just ahead blow your minds real quick. So the all-time leader... Bro, In a single season, is Mark Eaton, and he had 5.6 per game in 1984-85. That's a
2: lot of blocks, though.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: That's a lot of blocks. Uh, Well, Rudy Gobert, he's only 28. Hopefully, he doesn't fall off the face of a cliff like Roy Hibbert or something like that. But, like, you know, the trajectory is in, at least he can move his feet. But, you know, once again, big guys, big men in the NBA who aren't, like, Joel Embiid or Jokic or, like, seeing what happened to DeMarcus Cousins, I don't – the trajectory for anybody can fall off
1: very quickly, especially a big man. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: I mean, he also did tear his Achilles in, like, other massive injuries that yeah, required to derail it for uh, a dude his size, but I, I see what you mean. Uh,
2: I mean, because they're big guys. Like, they those injuries affect them way more than a little guy would, you know what I mean? So, like, if that were to happen, then, like... Uh, you know, it would really be a derailment. And now, I hope it doesn't happen, because I hope injuries... I don't wish injuries upon anybody. But, you know...
1: White
0: hat.
2: You know what I mean?
0: Like but go bear, like, to get up there, he's probably just going to have to keep up what he's doing. Yeah. Right. And also stay healthy. Go ahead yeah. and win another defensive
1: player of the year. That'd be a... Uh, because there's only, like, one other person in history that's done four. So, he get that. That's a true yeah. win. Who? So,
0: Dwight Howard?
1: No, Dwight Howard has three. Because I looked this up yesterday because I could have swore um, Draymond Green had at least two. He does not.
2: Also, Dwight Howard, his trajectory dropped significantly.
0: I he was also broke a, his back. So Yeah, because of back issues.
2: Uh, I thought it was because of the thing that happened in Washington.
0: Mm-mm.
1: You know. Ah, no, not- uh, relax. <laughs> relax.
2: <laughs> oh boy, this is a family show. No, it's not. <laughs> okay, he
1: got his cheeks cracked. He got he is- his cheeks yeah, cracked. cracked. So <laughs> it's not. Oh, the QB Mutombo has four. Mutombo, okay. Mutombo has four. Oh, Mutombo I mean, has four. The only person with four. That makes sense. Well. Hey, let's keep this pushing cuz uh too much Robert talk. Uh I don't necessarily want to talk about the uh I guess we could talk about the nets and how these injuries are making me more and more sad. Uh, I don't I don't really know how I want to even continue with this like if the most the most fun and least fun part about this is we're about to get to see KD be the only option, and that sucks because I've seen what it looks like when the only option, and it doesn't look great. Um, it turns out not everybody's LeBron, and it look, and that doesn't bother me. But this is like the worst possible. This from a scoring standpoint, I think this team might be worse than that year he had to play in OKC by himself.
0: I mean, think <laughs> he was like okay. Well, one, I admit I kind of struggle to remember that team too much, so I'm not. They
1: gonna... had the Adams. They had Ibaka. Um, they they had other people who could score a little they, bit, like, like consistent double um, figure guys, but.
0: So Do they still have that dude who was based, who, who was just there for defense? Or was he yeah,
1: there? A, I specifically did not mention him because I am almost sure he has never averaged more than seven points in a day in his like life. Who, who are you talking about? Andre Roberson. Yeah. Andre Roberson. That's my Roberson used to make me sick. Him and Tabo Cephalosha. Ugh. Look, but
2: that's and Roberson make average guys believe
1: they can make it to the league. And I look like and I but
0: get wasn't Roberson an elite level defender though? though?
1: Yeah, yeah. But look, like, when you see how bad that jump shot is, it's understandable why you would believe that. But um the Nets, them, them boys about to get uh what, flam, flambayed? what what's cooked? What's cooked in a different way?
0: Anybody know that? Oh yeah. Like all they really had was their offense and Who knows two of their te- Two of their best players are hurt. Yeah, it's just they're, they're unless dudes get healthy, bucks and six.
1: See, I looked up how to say cooked in Greek. Mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna try that. <laughs> <laughs> Why Greek? Giannis, come on, bro. Think oh, okay. my bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, my bad. yeah. but uh, no, nah, this is over. I mean, we get to see Giannis continue with these kindergarten dribble moves. <laughs> so, bro, bro, that's
2: nice. The tweets about Giannis having no bag is some of the funniest things. People just zooming in on him dribbling, dribbling, dribbling to no move, but just dribbling, looking around, dribbling. It's some of the funniest tweets
1: I've ever seen in my life. Bro, I told Calvin this, I believe Giannis only needs to be used in, like, three ways. I want him over. Dribble handoffs. I want him... Anytime he gets a chance to get downhill off like a pick and roll, I want that, and I want him to use as a cutter. I barely want to see him post up unless he has a mismatch. In anything in ISO, it's like baby, pass the ball and run around, please. People are out of pocket with this dog. Like people out of pocket with
2: everything. I'm not like this. I like like this is like this man a two time MVP, and they they clown this man like like he on the block. I'm like this is childish, man. I love it though. I'm gonna lie to you, I love it.
1: Of course, this is this is, but it's true. I like. I would like for it to be alive somewhere. I really would. Like every every time he gets ahead of steam, and Blake Griffin is in front of him, I'm like oh no, poor Blake Griffin. But every time he this man catches the ball on the uh the elbow, it like does a size up. I giggle. <laughs> Step, every time you do that, cross over, step back, run forward. That's all I want to see. I think Nobody
2: people, can hold you when you do that. I think people talk about him as if, like, he needs to add more to his game. But I just think the way he built, he can't. These arms are so long, like, a jump shot's not your future, brother. Like, you better dwell and beat it, gain some weight, and just... uh Be on the post and shoot wide open threes. You know what I mean? But like, you better
0: wait till his thirties for that. I'm sure.
2: Listen, we all. I hope so. I mean, LeBron really didn't even change change his uh, his game. So we really don't. People changing the game after a long time is like
1: optimistic. I think. Yeah, because it's it's eight years in. You, you, I keep like uh. Jones tweeted he need to be hitting up uh, Elijah Wan. Or Elijah Wan needs to DM him. It's like it ain't no point. You've been you've been doing this eight years. And winning MVPs. What is, so- what is this? Like you ain't gotta change your game, but understand what it's um five, four, three, two, one, baby, give it to Chris Middleton.
2: But I will say, I really hope a Milwaukee, Utah Jazz final is not in our future.
0: <laughs> I'd
1: be okay hope- with it. I'm low key excited for that too. That that could be uh, fun. That could be the most. Uh, not I want Kyle Lee to get a
2: ring. I
0: need Kawhi to, to
2: win. I need Kawhi to win. I need Chris Paul to win. I need Joel to win. Like 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 I'm in that, Like I'm just invested. I'm like legitimately invested in like three other people on three other, three other teams. Like. Giannis, I could. Chris Middleton, I could care less about. Let I mean, yeah. me be honest. He got he's nice. Got a bag. Been watching him for years. Whatever. Like in terms of like like if I, the basketball purest to me, I'm like, oh yeah, Chris Middleton. The fan of basketball, I'm like, nah, not Chris Middleton. But like, I also like Drew Holiday. So like, but like, I'm I'm fine with Giannis. I like other people more, but I'm fine with Giannis. Like, I love the fact that James Harden said he don't have no skill. That's still hilarious to me. <laughs> um, but but like, but like Utah also like. God, don't give Rudy Gobert a uh,
0: championship. Hey, look, go look, I I just, I just want Conley to get a ring. That's it. Like, uh, I think okay, gotcha. I want, truth be told, <laughs> right, as far as teams. Like, I, I'd like for the 76ers to get a ring. You know, I'd like Giannis to get a ring. I want Conley to get a ring. Call me selfish if you want to. It's okay. And, like, Chris Paul, because, like, it'd be nice for him to finally get one. Right. But like, unfortunately, him and Conley both getting rings or like even both getting to the finals cannot coexist um, for the time being. So.
2: Yeah, I forgot you were invested in the Mike Conley situation. My bad.
1: (laughs) Y'all are forgetting about the most fun thing that is going to happen. If the Jazz win, Rudy Gobert is going to cry. And if the Bucks win, Giannis is going to cry. I don't know if you've seen either one of them cry. Tad bit funny. I mean, and it's it'll be happy tears so we can laugh. When have you seen them cry? <clears throat> Giannis cried when he won MVP. Did he really? Yeah, and Rudy Gobert cried like a year or two back. I think they I think they got eliminated and he cried. And it's
2: I thought he cried when he wiped that microphone uh, uh and
1: shut down the NBA. Oh, no, no, no. He didn't cry about that one. He cried about when they, <laughs> when everybody blamed him. <laughs> that's God, my bad. My bad. I think I also
2: hate Rudy Gobert for that. Also, I'm gonna lie to you. That's the most childish thing. I'm probably. I'm, I'm, that's the most ridiculous thing. Granted, the league would have been shut down anyways. But like, for him to give it to Donovan Mitchell by rubbing it, that I'm, that I'm, just like, yeah, I'm over it. Like
1: it's what it is. Uh, we're all good. I'm like, dude, I'm not good. Yeah, that's that's ignorant as hell. Like, it's not enough uh, text messages in the world to clear that up with me. You're going to have to go ahead and slap slide me at least 10 mil. Right, so, bro, bro so. I know people, I know
2: friendships that have been ruined because of less.
1: Look, talk to the league about giving me one of your defensive players of the year.
2: <laughs> How about that? Hey, I what if, like, in 20 let's... years, if you're looking back at, like, stats, all of a sudden it says Don Mitchell at <laughs> one time where it's supposed to say Rudy Gobert,
1: it'd be hilarious. Yeah, I'll take that all day, bro. <laughs> but, um, shoot, I want to talk about the uh, Hawks 76ers.
0: Cause 76ers in five.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we talked about this. It's going exactly how we thought it was. Get the ball out of Trey Young hands. Nobody else can do anything. Um, have y'all licked at, like, the 70, not the 76ers, but the Hawks' injury list? Uh-uh. It like? Is reddish? It's DeAndre Hunter, and I can't think of the other dude. But all of them are like really big wings. It's Reggie, and, right? Huh? Reggie, right? Reggie who?
2: Or what's his name? Uh, from from, from uh University of Kentucky. Um, I don't know
1: you talking about uh,
0: Reggie? Uh, he
2: came out.
1: And out and I don't think he played for them.
0: What? Reddish, Hunter, and Goodwin. Goodwin.
2: mine was a good one. I'm tripping. Archie Goodwin?
0: Brandon Goodwin.
1: Brandon Goodwin?
0: Okay. Um,
1: I don't know anything about Brandon Goodwin, but those other two dudes are like 6'7 and 6'8 and are really solid defenders. This Hawks team is not going to go away anytime soon.
2: Um, they're not, but like... Trey Young, nice. Actually... I don't want to like Trey Young, but he's so douchey and cocky that I kind of <laughs> like him anyways. Uh, like, I don't want to like him because his game, but I'll send somebody else this. Actually, I don't like the three point first, like dribble point guard. That's like not my favorite style of basketball. But like, when Steph Curry does it. He has, like, this weird, like, suburban swag about him to where, like, he's just, like, shuffling and, like, smiling for everything. And then when Trey Young does it, I know he's from Oklahoma, but I feel like he's from the gutter. You know what I mean? He probably not, but I feel like he is. Uh, maybe because he got clowned by, by, by his hair his whole life. But, like...
1: <laughs> he listened to the right music, but that's what he did. I
2: just like his basketball swag. Like, I like that. I think that's it. Like, he, like, you know, Dane, when he does it, he waving you goodbye He's stink-facing you, you know what I mean? Like, he doing all that. Trey Young, ooh, it's cold in here. I'm nice. You know what I mean? Trey Young got, like, the same kind of swag. I'm like, okay, I like that. Like, I like you carry yourself, you know what I mean? So I don't like his game, but I like his presence. Uh, But they're going to be around for a long time. But so is Ben Simmons and Joel B. Like, they, you mad young. So is Jason Tatum, and so is Jalen Brown.
1: And a <laughs> lot of young talent on the east side, dog. The east is back, young. We just gonna have to wait for it for like another two years, but they actually look like something.
0: Quick question, though. Um, All right, so like y'all y'all caught some of those like some some of that series so far, right? Was have they? I don't don't know if you watch any like regular season games. I unfortunately was uh, didn't get to catch any for real, except for like one. But is the Ben Simmons doing quick post ups as soon as they get down the floor, like a? A, a thing they've just started doing for this series, or, like?
2: It's not a thing they just started doing for the series. It depends on the matchup. It depends on the matchup. And it depends on who's guarding him. But, like, it, I, I wouldn't say it's like a very common thing they've been doing all year, but if the matchup warrants it, they've been doing it. And in this series, like, Minnesota Simba can do that to pretty much anybody. You know what I mean? Uh The Hawks are big. The Hawks are long. The Hawks can, you know jump in and out and re- and switch a lot because they have, like, the players to be able to do it with Ben Simmons. But Ben Simmons is, like, a very strong player compared to, like, everybody. So, like, uh, this series, he's been doing it more than ever. Uh, maybe because of the playoffs that you did... because of the playoffs, they changed it up and, like, exacerbated it a bit. But, uh, you know, he's kind of been doing it depending on the matchup every year. All year, oh. I mean.
0: Okay. It's just because I... It's, like, I think last game in particular... Right, I noticed it. It's just like, as soon as they get down the floor, it does like a quick post-up, right? To like, I guess try and get the ball and score quickly or something, which is good considering they have been sending three people at Embiid, which I'm not entirely... Okay, no, no, I get why you do it, but even if that's why you do it, it's still not a great idea for several obvious reasons. But, you know.
1: You can do it to Giannis.
2: Well I will say this right now.
0: Can't he pass though? They've done it
2: to Giannis. A he, word. He, <clears throat> can he pass? He passes. He know he <laughs> not a passer. He passes. Um yeah, Philly up nineteen to twelve right now. Uh and they on all cylinders, bro. Like they really cooking. Like they look like they about to they just hit their stride. So like, yeah, this seventy six it's a wrap, Atlanta. Sorry, Quavo.
1: Coach fired, but it's a wrap for you, It was well, fun while it lasted, bro. I'm, I'm glad. This is a really good debut. Like, I, I'm glad that the people who this is their debut, they're having success because all of them were young, In as far as I'm concerned, we need this auditioning period because all, all our homies is about to go, yo, and it makes me very sad. All your homies? What are you talking about? Like, all of our favorite players? Like Chris Paul's getting up there, LeBron getting up there.
2: Oh, you meant like about to go out, out, out get out of the league.
0: Yeah, like they're about yeah. to, a lot of them dudes about to retire. Not
2: much. Ooh. Lonzo young. And B young. Let's get it.
0: But Gosh. the but the dudes you grew up watching play though?
2: My favorite player is I, my favorite players growing up, like in middle school or high school, were like Ray Allen, like Jay Kidd. And they gone already. So oh. like, like I wasn't like legit. Oh, how old are you? I, what? How old are you? I liked he got game. Like, what can you say, bro? <laughs> like, I liked <laughs> I liked he topic, got game. And j Kid was in like Mike. Like, come on now. There's, there's reasons for these things. But like, I like my favorite players weren't the 03, 04 draft class for whatever reason. I have no idea why. Like, my favorite players weren't in those. Like, uh. I was I like Carmelo. He's not my favorite. He's not my favorite player. But like I, I, I went from very old to very young very quickly, and I have no idea when that transition period ended. Derek Rose was like the Derrick Rose was probably the guy for a long time for me, and still is a guy for me. But he not you not in the, he he changed his game up to like Runner City, so that lasts a long time. You know what I mean? Like that game lasts a long time. Derrick Rose is also
1: like twenty three or something like that, so he's chilling. You're know, see, Bradley. I'm just let the youth be youthful. I've been impressed so far. You asked me how old
2: I am. This man said, let the youth be useful. That was that was a very old It's like a, like a preacher for an AME church. Hey boy, you know I got bars. <clears>
1: That's wild. All right. <laughs> if y'all got anything else to add, this is the time. If not. Let's go ahead and get into this college basketball snippet. It's good, Calvin.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. I thought, okay, never mind. We were about to get into some of that.
1: Yeah, let's go ahead and get into this uh, college basketball snippet. Uh, Calvin, lead us off.
0: All right, so um, for those of you who are unaware, apparently word um, in the supposedly it has been said that Jalen Duran Currently, the consensus number two player in the 2022 recruiting class. Soon to be number one. Yeah, probably soon to be number one, but one thing at a time, right? (laughs) Like it hasn't been made official yet. It's only it's been what one, like one ranking that hasn't there. Yeah. Um. He like supposedly he's expected to reclassify and play college ball this year.
1: Boo. Come back come back one more year and smack these boys. You did it during COVID when nobody was looking for real. Come run it back. Especially because I moved the Florida. <laughs> run it back.
0: Hey, maybe he just he, he just wants to go on to the next thing. Even though like my understanding is he also put something else like he he doesn't really have any intention. At least you know, that's supposedly what he's said about that rumor that's been going around. Um But, um, again, you know, for y'all who don't know, Jalen Duren is very, very good. Is, you know, the whole number two player in class thing would suggest. And just, he's fun to watch. I I don't really know how else to put this. He passes well. He's solid in the block. He can shoot. Um, He does what you want a big man to do. And, like, a little bit, then some, depending on what you want your big men to do
1: is easily the most dominant and, at the same time, most finesse center we have in the class of 2022. Like, turn around, fade ways out of the block, easy, and he'll jam on you with, with little remorse. Do you remember the the Arizona prep, I mean, Arizona Clippers game that we watched? hmm Somebody was trying to guard him all tough, and he just kind of smiled on him, and then, like, next play just, just hung out the rim and looked at him like, what's wrong with you? You know who I am, right?
0: Like he, he's he's about to have a long NBA career. Whenever, you know, he, he finally gets in the draft. Um, but I guess moving on just a little bit, Um, I want to talk about the whole, like, little impact thing or whatever Cincinnati has for their players, for, like, their name, image, and likeness. But there's not much to say it exists. Like, I wish there was more. I could be like, this is what it does. But it's just... It seems to, for our purposes, right outside looking in, it kind of just seems to be there. Um, And in a, like, little thing for gender equity when it comes to, I guess, the men's and women's games, they're apparently looking, the NCAA is apparently looking at adding, like, using March Madness from referring to the women's tournament. Um, as well as changing, increasing the tournament to a 68 team tournament. Um, I think they've also talked about moving the three-point line back because basically everybody shoots behind the men's line anyway. Um,
2: Alan had a great point about this earlier. That I want him to, I want him to get off his chest, though.
0: But okay, y'all, y'all can go ahead. Um, <laughs> The
1: fact that we had just called it the women's tournament for this long is kind of a slap in the face to equity in the first place, because, like, March Madness doesn't even have, like, a gender, for real. Maybe there's some, like, marketing issue with, there, with that,
0: but this... Uh, they don't do any.
1: That's the issue. Exactly. Like, them stepping out and saying this is, like, it's not even a good look towards inequity, because... Like y'all were saying earlier, we didn't even notice that it was just the women's tournament. And I covered like the past two women's tournaments. And I, I had no idea why or like specifically that they did not use it for that reason. And um as Philip was saying earlier, uh it really only seems like the NCAA wants to change things when it benefits white men. Like it it this one doesn't really help anybody for per se. It just like maybe for SEO reasons it does, but everybody who was tuning in for the women's tournament probably already knew with the lookup and I believe if you type in NCAA W March Madness, you still get the women's tournament. So mm-hmm. it's feels like one of those stupid things that you didn't have to announce you could have just did it and like maybe somebody would have been like hey look but now it's just kind of like you you didn't have to do this nobody was really asking for this just just make sure they have the equipment next time i mean it's just like
2: people with a simplistic thought process are going to be like whoa, you see what they did? Instead of thinking, like, what's the substance behind this move? Like, it's a PR move. Point period, no substance, just PR. That's all it is. And, uh, you know, uh, they got called out for the weight room last year, uh, which was wild. Absolutely wild. So what do they do? We're going to change the name to what it should have been the entire time. But, like, it's just a name, so you could just change it, and no one would have known, because no one—everybody assumed it was called March Madness anyways. Uh, but, you know, once again, PR move. These guys are—it's a business, and businesses are stupid, so that's
1: what they do. How you ain't got a single, like, smart marketing in person, though? Like, there's nobody that you're running this, this past. Like, there's literally no one, because this is— this is like an easy thing to avoid. Yeah, but I'd argue that
2: business people, high level business people, and essentially who's working with her for the NAACP, <laughs> that's wild, for the NCAA, <laughs> high level business people don't think that way. Like, that's just not how they're like, their initial response is to think that way. So they need people to tell them how to think this way. But, like, business people surround themselves with business people. So it's like a it's like a weird thing.
0: So that I feel uh, some of this gets into various things that one of which I wish I had, like looked into more when I ran across it. But as far as the business thing, yeah, part of the issue with like having a person in charge of a business, but like they had no actual part in like building or working in, is like they don't know what's going on. Also. And again, this is the thing that I wanted to, that I'm as I'm thinking now, like, I should probably go back and look up for real to get a better understanding. But apparently in, like, making the, the, like, TV deals for, like, football and basketball, the NCAA threw most of the other sports under the bus? Like, in terms of, like, basically, like, they kind of, the, the other stuff, including the women's games, kind of just came in as, like, extras, right? Kind of, like, hamstringing, those sports' abilities to, like, generate revenue for themselves. Um, and also, right, this last... Like, I know the women's tournament in particular, um, like, viewership was up. Um, Like, the WNBA's viewership as well has, like, been has on been the, the climb. Games. Yeah. And it could be a point where, like, some of these business people are realizing that, oh, this thing we don't care about, there might be money here, right? That we that we didn't, that, this thing we're paying attention to, oh, we can make money off it now.
1: Yeah. I, mean, I, I get what you're saying on that, but I don't know if you've, like um like, looked at the viewership numbers for the tournament probably for, like, the last, like, 10 years, and even on, like, softball level, they've always had the viewership. The, the views have always been a thing, especially over the, like, last, like, 10, 15 years. It's been yeah. a thing. But These now... so just stupid. But
2: now, people care about women. Well, that's... That's essentially that's, that's, that's
0: what, what it about is. about the money. Bro, Bro, yeah, that's, that's like, what they like, care about the money. Like, you because... You were not even care about money. To use a headline I saw, right, the women's game can do something that the men's can't do nearly as well at this point, and that is grow. Like, there's a lot of room for the women's game, both at the college and and at the pro level, to get a lot bigger.
2: Yeah, but I think we're just overshadowing the fact—not overshadowing the fact. I think we're just—people are just sexist, man. Like, I think it's pretty simple that, unfortunately, you know, uh, it's how the world is. People are just sexist, and they have sexist thoughts and sexist views, and— a lot of these people up top, what are they? Old white dudes. They're probably going to have some sexist views. And they have to be talked out of the sexist views. So we are just, we, us, being like, you know, people in their 20s, whatever, just happen to be of a generation that we're seeing a sped-up process of, like, that thought process becoming extinct in the mainstream essentially uh, it's been having waves for a hundred years whatever longer but in the mainstream we are of that generation so we are seeing like you know these type of things come about of like steps towards what some think is equality and what some think is equity but I think at the end of the day, some of these people up top are just sexist. Like the money doesn't matter to a to a degree. Mm. It matters, but it doesn't matter to a degree. And some dudes are just like, no one wants to watch women. Like it's it's like a, it's like a you hear it walking around living your normal life. So, of course you'll hear it in those boardrooms because they're ignorant too. <laughs> you know what I mean? So,
0: like you're. You're correct on a lot of that. I'm, I, I want to state that right now, just because, like, you're right, like, there are some folks that are just, like, no matter what's going to happen, like, how no matter how cold the women's players are, who's going to say, like, just be like, oh, we don't want to watch women? Play. It's Like, no, you don't. Just sit down and let the rest of us enjoy things. Um, but, like, I think the money matters a lot. And I think that whole, like, seeing that viewership has been going up and, like, is at like its highest level ever and clearly like just going based off like some of the men stuff has plenty of room to grow matters for them people up top just because it's like yes they are sexists yes they have racial biases and many other kinds of biases but what they do care about more than anything is the almighty dollar except for emirate who just I don't know what he cares about or why he has a job. But, um, like, so, like, that whole money thing does matter. That whole money thing is probably why they're they're considering doing some of these things. Because if, cause, cause, like, if the viewership numbers hadn't have increased, they wouldn't be talking about increasing the 68 teams. Like, try and increase the viewership more, have more games, you know, more money rolling in. That's a money decision, right? Um, the increase, like, the, the three-point line thing is just kind of... Eh, it's just a thing. It's its a game thing. It's like, you might as well do it. Everybody shoots from back there anyway. Uh.
1: They're trying to slow down Caitlin Clark for getting that she's shooting from, like, half court. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Um, yeah, it's this is a weird conundrum. And when, since we're talking about, like, sexist stuff, like, you know I've never seen water polo, polo on TV. Like I've never seen college water polo, and that seems to be a very white male-dominated sport. So, th- do they not like themselves either? I mean, but
2: but, but you see lacrosse, so barely. Get, I did You, but once they again, you. But then, like, but like, once you talk about, I think when you talk I'll about, next, we talk about women is a different dynamic. Like the sexism dynamic is like huge. Yeah. We talk about men. It's about it, it's it's. That automatically leaves the table, right? Like the sexism conversation is gone. So it's more dominant. It might be dominant at the other end, but it's more dominant money, funding, whatever. Because is the cross going to be the same? You know, type of you know, are people going to watch that in terms of revenue and TV commercials and advertisements? People going to watch that as much as they watch, you know, Alabama football or. Clemson football or Duke basketball or basketball, whatever, whatever, right? No, right? Baseball, you don't see that as much. I saw more softball this year like, than any other than any sport than I've seen in a minute, right?
0: I think there's still a lot of baseball, though. At least like ball. college ball, the, the MLB doesn't ball. know what it's doing marketing, but that's a whole separate <laughs> conversation.
2: There's still a lot of college baseball, right? But like, you have to watch like ESPN U to watch a lot of college baseball during the season, and uh, uh, you know until you get to the tournament in Omaha. Like until you get there, that means like pops off, right? But you know, it's uh, it's a money thing. It like there's no question about it. It's just a dumb, it's a money thing. Uh, but you know, once again, money over everything for some people, and it's just not great.
0: But like, they, but the thing with it though, if I right before, I feel like Alan's about to be like, all right, we can kind of this is a good place to stop or something. But um, it's just that. The thing with the money thing, like, what what you'll see from businesses and business people and, like, people in those positions is a tendency to think really short-term. Like, the idea that you throw all the other sports in in with the men's basketball and football just kind of as bonuses seems kind of short-sighted. It's like, people like baseball. Like, you can go ahead and, like, I mean, granted, there's a simplicity... To, like, look, we're not big baseball fans. At least me and Alan are. But, like... And, and my biggest issue with baseball is, like... It's boring to watch and fun to play and participate in. But, um... It's just that, like, it's short... It's, like, it's short-sighted thinking. Right? Like, it's short-sighted. It's level of poor, like, planning. And granted, like, it requires a little more effort to be like, okay. You know... Um, what's this, what's this baseball thing gonna look like, as opposed to just like, all right, well, you get, you get our big stuff, and we're just gonna throw our little stuff in so we don't have to do any work for it, or whatever. But, yeah.
2: so yeah. oh, as, like, the baseball guy of the podcast, baseball has, like, other issues. Uh, mainly the white, the white traditionalists have ruined baseball for this generation. Right? Like,
0: I, will, I will, I want you to go into that, but off the pod, because that'll... It's a completely
2: different thing. It is a different thing, but, it's, but you know, it is what it is. So when the, when that happens, not as many people watch it. Uh, and when not many people watch it, you know, you won't, you know, you, uh, advertisers won't put it, they won't want you to put their advertiser on that commercial. Or they won't want you to put their commercial on that program because they want, you know, they'd rather put it on somewhere else because they got to pay for that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? It's a whole entire back business thing uh, that is, you know, much higher and much more of a than I am. But when it comes to the short-sightedness of businessmen, most businessmen that I've come across and I've read about tend to think about how they're going to get money personally. Because their personal money turned into generational money for their families. But they don't think about how the product itself is gonna continue on and grow because most business people are working for the resume. They're not working for the, the company at hand. That's just how it works, you know what I mean? The business people, not the on-air personalities and not the whatever, right, the talent but the business people behind the scenes that's how their thought processes work more times a night in terms of business and for us outside of that it doesn't make any sense like why would you think, why, why would you do that but for them it makes perfect sense because they 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 in 5 years they don't want to be there they want to go on and do bigger and better things right that's, that's just how the business thought process works and we're seeing that in terms of reality uh, when it comes to this situation as well. All
1: right. I think on that, we can get up out of here. Um, Well, thank you for listening to another episode of the Traveling Hoopers. I promise we are not this depressing at the end of most of our episodes, but the NCAA made us do it. Uh, I am your host, Alan Pettigrew Jr., signing off in front of me. My man's Calvin McGowan, go ahead and get us out of
0: here. Um, you know, once again, welcome, like, thank you for enjoying the Traveling Ubers podcast and sticking to the end. If you're joining us on YouTube, you know, like, share, subscribe, leave something in the comments. If, you know, and of course you can listen to us wherever uh, you listen to your podcasts. Um, and enjoy the rest of your week.
1: All
2: right. Yes, Philip Dixon, a.k.a. Mr. Gatorade Boy. And, um, you know, listen to the podcast. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends about it. Tell your grandma about it. Tell your auntie about it. Tell your uncle about it. And tell that third cousin you barely see, except in family reunions. All right? Good boy, weird.